164 Deluge. Then, after the fight was over, we spent the next few days poking around the cavern and some of the lower tunnels. We didn't find any way to get further down. It looks like the hive chamber was as low as it goes. So that's it, basically. Rain scratched at his beard as he finished speaking. He was sitting in Vanna's office, which had been the equipment storeroom originally. There was still a good bit of stuff piled in crates behind her desk, limiting the available space and making the room cramped. It was just him, Vanna, and Tani in there at the moment, Amelia having gone to organize an expedition to the third chasm. They wanted to retrieve the materials they'd left there before night fell, and the monster population began to recover. What about the lair? Tawny asked. Keep your voice down, Rain said, looking up at the ceiling. Vanna's office was unique in the compound in that it had a roof not of glass, but of metal sheeting, installed to stop anyone from spying on important company business with scrying pool. Rain tapped his fingers beside his helmet, sitting innocuously on Vanna's desk. The facade enchantment was active, making it look like slightly battered steel instead of what it truly was. Sorry, Tawny said. Rain nodded in acknowledgement, finishing a sweep with detection. There were people around, but none with an ear obviously pressed against a wall, so he turned to answer Tawny's question. The lair is valuable, and that makes it dangerous if word gets out. Its existence is eyes only and need to know. Okay, Tawny said, glancing at Vanna, then back to Rain. Why tell me, then? Because I trust you, Tarny, and you're my adjutant, Rain said, looking at him. I didn't make the position official just because I like the sound of the title. If you're going to help me be a good captain, you need to know certain things, just like Vanna does as quartermaster. About that, Vanna said. It's commander now. I decided that Quartermaster fit better with what my brother's been doing as Chair of Logistics, so I had it changed. I hope you don't mind. Commander implies that I'm in command, not you, which, trust me, I don't want. But I couldn't think of anything better, Rain said. It's perfect, number one. Ignoring the confused look this got him, he turned back to Tawny to continue. The lair is arcane, as mentioned. When we checked its level, we knew that there was no way we were going in there. It's 36, which is basically a death sentence. I'm sure you already know this, but arcane lairs are infamous for not letting you out until you finish. I didn't know that, actually, Tawny said. Rain shrugged, leaning back to stretch. I didn't know either until I started asking questions. He tapped his temple. I've got common knowledge lairs all ready to go in here. I just need to write it out. On that note, Vanna, do you have a piece of paper? I want to jot my class options down, including the unlock requirements. We're going to start building up a list of them so everyone can benefit. We can talk about this later, but I'd like to have Ascension start offering to buy information like this from people. Didn't you just say that some information was dangerous? Vanna asked, raising an eyebrow. And now you want to write it down? Rain nodded. It's a risk I'm willing to take in this case. Else, this is basically the reason I founded Ascension to begin with. 
To keep the watch happy, we'll make it known that we don't intend to publish anything outside of our organization. I'm thinking we'll let aspirants get info on common and uncommon classes, but rares and legendaries will restrict to trusted and higher. Maybe entrusted for... legendaries. I haven't decided yet. I need to look over the updated codes before I decide where to draw the line. Vanna nodded, opening a drawer and rummaging inside. Are you still planning on staying with Dynamo? Tawny asked. Rain nodded, glancing at him. Dynamo is the clear winner of what I've got available. But I don't have all my skills maxed yet, so I haven't picked it. Oh, if it wasn't obvious from the lack of panic when I walked into the camp, my soul issues are... He cleared his throat. Without getting into detail, the patch isn't the strongest thing in the world. I need to be careful about how much mana I spend, which is why I haven't just power leveled myself. Rain closed his mouth. He had been vague at points in his retelling, and his soul was one of those areas. Some information really was need to know. It rankled that he had to stay silent out of caution. But there it was. Here, Vanna said, handing him a pen. Rain blinked as he took it, looking down in surprise. It was heavy, made of metal, and instead of a fountain nib, it had a tiny ball set into the point, darkened with ink. Man, Stavo's on a roll, Rain said, grinning as he set the pen to the paper to test it out. He had to give it a little scribble to get the ink flowing, but that was par for the course. Hmm, Vanna said. The old man's been busy, sure enough. Myth's not happy about those, by the way. Why not? Rain asked, summoning his class options for reference, then began to write in earnest. He says they're cutting into his market, Vanna said with a shrug. Apparently, he and Reason make alchemical quills that don't need ink and can write on anything. Never mind that they can't make them without arcane crests. Ah, Rain said, pausing and looking up. He remembered Melanie trying to sell him just such a quill. He smiled. Well, we've got arcane crisps now. He gestured at his bulging pack, sitting between his chair and Tarni's. The pack was ugly, smaller than the double gamgi which had been deconstructed to make it. Even lead. The crudely restitched canvas was barely up to the task of holding so much weight. Rain nudged it with a toe, making a crunchy sound, as if it was filled with gravel. His smile widened. How much is in there exactly? Vanna asked. Rain shrugged, looking up. We stopped counting. It's a lot, I can tell you that. I need to talk to Smelt. Maybe Attil too, for finance, now that that's a thing. We've got some sorting and counting to do, and I have to figure out how to avoid destabilizing the entire economy. He paused, checking with detection. Oh good. They're both out in the tavern. Want me to go get them? Tarney asked. Please, Rain said, nodding. See if you can find a scale for tell, too. And some, like, bins or something? We should count in here, and sooner rather than later. He pointed up at the metal roof. We'll want to be undercover for this. Right now, though? Vanna asked, raising a hand for Tarney to wait. Rain nodded. No reason to wait. We need to settle up before our crafters can start using what we brought back. We need to calculate the credit value of everything, then subtract the fee for the two blues and work out a rate for the use of the... 
He paused, checking with detection, then continued, Accolades. I've got to talk to you about the plan for those, by the way. But one thing at a time. He tapped his helmet with the end of the pen, making a metallic ring. Tallheart made a bunch of equipment, and he needs credits for that, accounting for the cost of the materials used. Amelia and I need to pay him for it, and... Rain trailed off, then smirked at Vanna. It's gonna be a whole thing. Did you finish that book on Azarian tax law yet? Vanna rolled her eyes. What do you think? Rain chuckled, then nodded to Tawny. Tawny nodded back and left on his mission while Rain returned his attention to the paper. He scribbled furiously, determined to finish before Tawny returned with the others. As he filled out each page, he spun it around to face Vanna, glancing up at his interface from time to time to make sure he didn't inadvertently skip anything. Select a class. High worker plus. Common. Primary requirements, none. Effects, 200% boost to non-combat skills, up to two specializations. Notes. Warning. Experience may not be gained through combat. High warrior. Common. Primary requirements, strength greater than endurance and focus. Secondary requirements, at least 500 kills by physical means. Effects, 150% boost to the effects of strength. 50% boost to the effects of recovery. Up to two specializations. High mage, common. Primary requirements. Focus greater than strength and endurance. Secondary requirements, at least 500 kills by magical means. Effects, 150% boost to the effects of focus. 50% boost to the effects of clarity. Up to two specializations. High defender, common. Primary requirements, endurance greater than strength and focus. Secondary requirements, absorb at least 50,000 total points of damage. Effects, 150% boost to the effects of endurance. 50% boost to the effects of vigor. Up to two specializations. Remedial jack plus uncommon. Primary requirements, strength, endurance, and focus equal. Not a jack. Secondary requirements, at least five kills by physical means. At least five kills by magical means. Absorb at least 500 total points of damage. Effects, 40% boost to the effects of strength, endurance, and focus. Notes. Functions as hijack for level 50 class evolution. Hidden class revealed by meeting primary requirements. Remedial scourge beacon plus. Uncommon. Primary requirements. At least four skills at or above rank five in offensive auras. Not a scourge beacon. Secondary requirements. At least 50 kills with offensive auras. Effects. Increase offensive auras skill cap by three. 50% boost to the effects of focus. Up to three specializations. Note. Functions as High Scourge Beacon for Level 50 Plus. Class Evolution. Hidden Class, revealed by meeting primary requirements. Remedial Warder Beacon. Uncommon. Primary Requirements. At least four skills at or above rank five in defensive auras. Not a Warder Beacon. Secondary Requirements. Mitigate at least 1,000 total points of damage for self or allies. Effects. Increase defensive aura skill cap by three. 50% boost to the effects of clarity, up to three specializations. Notes. Functions as high warder beacon for level 50 class evolution. Hidden class revealed by meeting primary requirements. Remedial logistics beacon, uncommon. Primary requirements, at least four skills at or above rank five in utility auras. Not a logistics beacon. Secondary requirements, over 500 hours of utility aura usage. Effects. Increase utility aura skill cap by three. 50% boost to the effects of clarity, up to three specializations. Notes. 
functions as high logistics beacon for level 50 class evolution. Hidden class revealed by meeting primary requirements. Remedial meta beacon. Uncommon. Primary requirements, at least four skills at or above rank 5 in aura metamagic. Not a meta beacon. Secondary requirements, at least 5,000 mana spent through aura metamagic enhancements. Effect, increase aura metamagic skill cap by 3. 30% boost to the effects of clarity. 20% boost to the effects of focus. Up to 3 specializations. Note, functions as high meta beacon for level 50 class evolution. Hidden class, revealed by meeting primary requirements. Remedial Utility Metamage Plus Uncommon Primary Requirements At least 4 skills at or above rank 5 in Magical Utility Not a Utility Metamage Secondary Requirements At least 5,000 mana spent through Magical Utility Enhancements Effect Increase Magical Utility Skill Cap by 3 25% boost to the effects of Clarity 25% boost to the effects of Focus Up to 3 Specializations Notes Functions as High Utility Metamage for Level 50 Class Evolution. Hidden Class Revealed by Meeting Primary Requirement. High Dynamo. Rare. Primary Requirements. Dynamo. Clarity at least 5 times greater than Focus. Secondary Requirements. Recover at least 50,000 total points of mana. Effect. 800% boost to the effects of Clarity. Up to 4 specializations. Note. Warning. Rare Class have higher experience requirements. Hidden Class. Revealed by meeting primary requirements. Legendary Dynamo Plus. Legendary. Primary requirements. Dynamo. All stat points invested in clarity. Secondary requirements. Recover at least 1 million total points of mana. Effect. Personalized class name. 1,600% boost to the effects of clarity. Up to 5 specializations. Note. Warning. Legendary classes have higher experience requirements. Warning. Future attribute points may only be invested in clarity. Hidden class revealed by meeting primary requirements. Rain carefully closed the window, then flexed his hand, which was quite cramped after all that. Looking up from the page she was reading, Vanna snorted. Your handwriting is atrocious. In my defense, I was in a rush, and I am wearing gauntlets. Rain smiled, holding up and wiggling his fingers to demonstrate. Fair enough, Vanna said spinning the final page around to face her. A moment later, she raised an eyebrow. There are two versions of Dynamo. Rain nodded. Yeah. Why would anyone ever take the rare version? It's not even half as good. She tapped her finger on the page as she looked up, adopting a sarcastic tone. Pfft. Only eight times clarity, not sixteen. And without the fifth specialization... She shook her head, tisking as if in disbelief. Rain grinned. The clarity multipliers are 9 for rare, and 17 for legendary, actually. He pointed. It says boost, so you need to add 1. My current class was like that too. It says boost by 200%, so it's times 3. Oh, said Vanna, looking back down at the page. Mine aren't like that. They're written a little differently. She snorted, taking up the pen. And with much less ridiculous numbers. Glancing up at something Rain couldn't see, she grabbed a fresh sheet of paper and began to write. I might as well add these before I send this over to Romer. I'll have everyone else do the same, and then Romer can recopy all the pages. I don't want Ascension's first-class compendium to look like the scratchings of a drunken chicken. Rain snorted, ignoring the barb. 
You still haven't picked then? No, Vanna said, still writing. Nobody else has either, as far as I know. We're hoping to unlock better options as we keep leveling skills. Winter should help quite a bit. It's been tough for us mage types without you around. Ivona's probably the closest to maxing everything out. Stupid stamina users. She sighed. I tell you, I should have picked a physical class. I don't know what I was thinking. I was a laborer. That's what I'm good at. And mana overdraw really sucks. How are you doing that? Rain asked. Huh? Doing what? Vanna asked without looking up. Rain pointed. Writing and talking at the same time. That's illegal. Vanna finally looked up, giving him a quizzical look. She set down the pen, finished. Rain shook his head in amazement. Just recently, I was working on some notes and Amelia interrupted me to ask if I wanted lunch. I didn't note I listed lunch as an elemental affinity until over a week later. Seriously, how did you do that? Vanna snorted, spinning the paper to face him. I guess I don't know. It's never been a problem for me. She leaned back in her chair. What's taking Tarney so long anyway? Did he get lost? They're in engineering, Rain said distractedly as he read the page in front of him. They've been going all over. Must be looking for the scale or something. Ah, Vanna said. I was wondering why Winter kept cutting out. You're tracking them? Mmm, Rain mumbled, too absorbed to properly reply. Common worker. A worker's non-combat skills are 1.5 times stronger, but monster kills no longer provide experience. Common warrior. A warrior's strength is multiplied by 1.5, but to select this class, strength must be your highest primary attribute, and you must have killed at least 10 monsters by physical means. Common mage. A mage's focus is multiplied by 1.5, but to select this class, focus must be your highest primary attribute, and you must have killed at least 10 monsters by magical means. Common defender. A defender's endurance is multiplied by 1.5, but to select this class, endurance must be your highest primary attribute, and you must have taken or blocked at least 1,000 damage. Uncommon Elemental Enhancer An Elemental Enhancer has an increased cap of 13 for Elemental Enhancement spells. Additionally, as a derivative of Mage, an Elemental Enhancer's focus is multiplied by 1.5. This class is hidden to those without at least 4 Elemental Enhancement spells at rank 5. To select this class, you and your allies must additionally have killed at least 50 monsters while under the influence of your spells. Rain looked up to ask a question, but before he could, the door opened and Tarni entered. He was carrying a stool and had Attil and Smelt in tow. Filing the question away for later, Rain stood to greet them, and after getting the pleasantries out of the way, there was a bit of logistical chaos as everyone shuffled around trying to cram themselves into Vanna's cluttered office. Rain ended up squeezing into a corner, with his heavy pack perched precariously on his lap, and his helmet stashed under his chair. Vanna's desk was cleared of papers, which Tarni grabbed to pour over from his position atop one of the crates. The tabletop was now occupied by a small bronze scale and a stack of wooden bowls for the sorting. Smelt had taken the chair where Tarni had been before, and as for Attil, he was lucky he was so small. He was perched on a stool, squeezed between rain and smelt, with his back pressed against the door. To his credit, the former noble hadn't complained about getting the worst chair. Okay, let's get going, Attil said. He flipped open a notebook, 
bracing it against his knee with one hand, then looked up at Rain's pack. You have a sack or something in there? Just dump it out on the desk. Rain grinned, reaching for the pack's flap. You misunderstand. It's not that I've got a sack of tell in my pack. He shifted, struggling with the awkward position as he tried to untie the bindings. This is the... Suddenly, a voice boomed from outside the room, muffled by the door. Say what? Heavy, determined footsteps became audible, growing louder along with the voice, immediately recognizable as Carten's. He's back, and he's just hiding in Vanna's office. Didn't even look for his friends. Irene, come out of there. It's time for drinking. Without warning, the door was ripped open, revealing Carten in full armor splattered by blood. Doubtless that had monsters encountered on patrol. Jameis was there too, his orange hat visible over Carten's shoulder. That was all Rain had time to take in, as Attil had started toppling backward, owing to the sudden removal of the door's support. Flailing, the tiny nobleman grabbed for anything to steady himself. His hand found Rain's pack. There was a ripping sound. The pack failed catastrophically, splitting open to unleash a veritable waterfall of Tell and Chris. Attil squawked, having been saved from falling by smelt, only to take the full force of the deluge. Crystals ricocheted everywhere, pelting the room's other occupants. A good number of them escaped out into the company hall as well, Carten and Jameis staggering back from the flood. The room fell into stunned silence, save for the tinkling sound of crystals falling from people's clothes. Carten's reaction was the best of them. His face was contorted in marvellous, slack-jawed, bearded stupefaction. Oi! The big man finally managed, looking down, his normally boisterous voice hushed. There was another long, silent moment, and then Rain began to laugh. Many hours later, well past the fall of night, Rain was sitting alone in his office. He sighed, rubbing at his neck. On the desk in front of him sat a bound copy of the codes beside a guttering candle. The flame was weak, the candle's wick badly in need of a trim. Rain snorted, pinching it out and closing the book. I didn't even know that you had to trim wicks a month ago. They make special scissors for it and everything. He sighed, glancing at the light bulb glowing on the wall. It would be enough to prevent spawns, but it didn't provide adequate light for reading. I need a desk lamp. Problem for tomorrow. Rain stood tiredly, then stretched. It had been a long, long day. They'd slogged their way out of the depths that morning, and after the tell incident and the following accounting marathon, he'd been all over the camp, meeting members new and old. He'd had to recount his story endlessly, simultaneously trying to get back up to speed with everything he'd missed. Then, after a full afternoon, Amelia had returned with a second load of resources. Rain had helped her bring them down to engineering, where they'd grabbed Tallheart for supper. Thanks to Carten and Val, what was supposed to be a quick meal had turned into basically a party, lasting for hours. Finally, when it was over, Amelia and Tallheart had retired to their rooms. 
Rain, however, determined to lead by example, had elected to stand a watch instead. Only once his full shift had ended, had he returned here. To read. He snorted, glancing at the door that led to the bedroom he shared with Amelia. I know she's asleep, but still. I decided to read first. I'm such a nerd. Blearily, Rain picked up his helmet, then walked over to the door, opening it softly and stepping through to close it behind him. The light in here was dim, coming from a pair of shaded bulbs set on either wall. To his surprise, the bed lay empty, the covers neat and seemingly undisturbed. He was about to use detection, but Amelia softly spoke before he could. Down here, Rain moved forward, skirting the bed to see her laying on her side on the ground, using her rolled-up cloak as a pillow. She was still wearing her armor, but she'd removed her helmet, which was sitting beside her. I couldn't sleep, she said quietly, apparently sensing his presence, though she hadn't opened her eyes. The bed was too soft. Rain nodded, setting his helmet on the bed and moving to lay down beside her on the dirt, facing the same direction. Amelia shifted, making room for him, and he snaked his arms beneath hers to pull her body against him. He could feel the softness and warmth of her back against his chest, through his breastplate. After a moment, Amelia sighed and spoke. This is weird with armor. Rain smiled. <laughs> yeah. He waited for a few seconds. Do you want me to let go? Amelia shook her head slightly, then pulled his arm tighter around her. No. 